Filmmaker Commentary, episode 52. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we give you insights from our favorite filmmaking commentaries. These commentaries can be heard on your DVD and Blu-rays of your favorite movies. We'll show you how you can use these commentaries and apply them to improve your video production and filmmaking techniques. All of this here on Filmmaker Commentary. I'm your host, Reginald Titus Jr. Welcome to another episode of Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I am joined with... Casey G. Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. Today, we are going to cover Marvel's Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. 2017, directed by Taika Waititi. And we have a budget of $180 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. But hey, it's on the Stand- screen. It's on the screen. St- it's, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and this one and standard fare for for a, a blockbuster what's, Marvel. What's the highest budget for a Marvel film? That uh, probably was in that was uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Up until now, Avengers: uh-huh. Infinity War, which uh, it's like a small country's uh, budget. It's a gross uh, domestic product for yeah for for, for a country. Infinity War, three hundred and twenty mil. 320 minutes. That's a lot of special effects, though, man. And a lot of that a lot film, of actors. The prices go up. The visual effects prices go up on that one. I wonder how long it took to develop. Because it takes so long just to render some of these visual effects. It's like, well, if you want me to take his hair off, they'll be ready next month. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, And they're outsourcing to so many you know smaller places as they do this. Uh, and another was like a decline. We talked about this before. There being a decline in the level of certain special effects, you know, not uh, being up to par uh, because they got to make certain cuts and the sustainability of being able to do that. But Infinity um, uh, War doesn't look like it cut too much. I don't. I didn't really. There was only like a few parts. There was some floating heads, but outside of that, everything else was on point. Especially the villain. Oh yeah, Thanos was ah oh, man. Yeah, they spent that their time. Looked they looked fantastic. like a real person. He did. He did. Okay, so we have a budget of 180 million U.S. and Canada, 315 million, and we have a worldwide of 853 million point nine. That is a win. That is a win. That's a solid, solid win for Thor uh, and the the Thor franchise. Which I've seen all of them. Yeah, so have I. But this was. This was a nice boost and re- kind of a, a not a reboot for the character, but a nice change of pace for sure. Before we talk further about Thor, let's talk about news and movies watched. All right, do we have anything in the news today or this week? So a couple of uh, just a couple of quick tidbits uh, as of the recording of this podcast. Captain Marvel uh, is coming off its opening weekend at the box office, and it came in uh, a, with a, a gross within the U.S. and Canada of one hundred and fifty three million dollars nice, nice. Uh, worldwide, four hundred and fifty five million. So, uh, yeah, kicking butt and taking the names out of the gate for Captain Marvel. International is the play. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, also, of course, it being Marvel's first um, uh, female-led film, uh, also with a, a male-female director combination of uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, director team. Um, yeah, it's it's doing some things, and I'll, I'll touch on it on just a, a little bit. 
Uh, also in the news, uh, interesting take, uh, James Gunn, you know, leaping from uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, um, not by choice, yeah. uh, but now uh, in the, the world of DC, is going to be directing Suicide Squad oh, 2. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, The Suicide Squad. So what's the different name? Uh, the difference is going to be the the roster. There's 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 definite changes to the characters, and the Suicide Squad is is supposed to be a, a revolving door of criminals who are trying to do mm-hmm. covert missions to get times off their sentences. There you go. Uh, and but they're expendable. Mm-hmm. So uh, originally it was thought that Will Smith would come back and play Deadshot again, Floyd Lawton, but due to uh, potential uh, scheduling conflicts, it looks like now uh, Idris Elba. Is going to come in and play the role of of Deadshot. Silver so, Silver. Just seeing him recently on a music a rap music video. Oh yeah, man can do. He can do anything. He can do it all. He can do it all. Uh, so yeah, those are a couple of small tidbits of news for the week. So as far as movies watched, movies watched. What have you What have you checked out, Reginald? Okay, um, I only had one movie that I watched this week. Um, First off, I watched the master. I don't know if I said this on the last episode. Maybe I'll cut it out if I did. But uh, Masterclass just recently watched uh, Timbaland, the music producer Timbaland. I was going to send you a link to see if you had saw that. I've just seen it pop up on, on Facebook. Watched it all times. in one setting. Holy smokes, <laughs> man, that was awesome. He's a great teacher, and he, he yeah, it was it was entertaining. The the commercial, the the promo video for it, his energy is like up. There. I'm like, man, I, I want. He reminds out. me of like one of my cousins, like his energy, the way that he he's just like is animated yeah. like he's living his dream straight up yeah it's like he like you can tell he loves what he does that was on the master class so I listened to uh looked at the timbaland uh master class so that was great uh they're not paying us so you know but if you want to then, you know hey, hey there you go uh but a movie i went to netflix and watched a documentary called behind the curve and it's a documentary by daniel j clark starring mark Sargent, who is a leader of the flat earth society so there's this conspiracy theories that the world is flat. We might have talked about it off air. Um, this is <laughs> we have. Yes, we have. We may or may not. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so there's like a growing uh, group of people that believe that the world is flat. And so like to the point to where like popular people are starting to say like the world is flat. People like Kyrie Irving. That's more people. And with this debate and uh, this guy just kind of explores uh, this whole society that believes is pretty interesting. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I give it a six out of ten. You know, it could have been better, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, so for myself, um, this week I actually saw on uh, on HBO. I watched uh, Ocean's Eight. Oh, the one with Sandra Bullock and um, Kate Blanchett. Speaking of, of, of Thor Ragnarok um, performers, mm-hmm. uh, Rihanna, uh, Riri, Aquafina. And Hathaway. Is that water? <laughs> uh, but you know, it was it was it was enjoyable. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, and it's uh, you know, kind of classic classic oceans style of, mm-hmm. of film. But uh, Sandra Bullock, I, I, I almost always enjoy her her performances, and just I, I like a, a good heist film. Just seeing the people come together, and everybody has their unique skills. Yeah, it's always just it's, it's fun just times. Fun. It is, it is, and so yeah, it was in, it was just as enjoyable as any of the other. Ocean's film. Nice. Did it have the famous transitions going from like scene to scene? I think it's like a wipe that goes across. Or... You know, I do. I I don't think so. I could be wrong. If you've mm-hmm. seen it, I I didn't really recall mm-hmm. uh, seeing that. I, I again, I could be wrong. I wasn't looking looking for those transitions. But 
Uh, overall, enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. Uh, secondly, I saw this weekend uh, the aforementioned Marvel's Captain Marvel. Huh. I guess in this instance, most of the time when you talk about a Marvel, we have to say it's Marvel's Avengers, Marvel's whatever. But yeah. since you know Marvel is in the name Captain Marvel, I think it's going by Captin Marvel. There you go. Um, even though she's not called Captain Marvel because she's a Marvel character, just a little bit of 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 four one one. That's not why she's called Captain Marvel. Uh, but this was uh, Marvel's first. Um, female-led superhero film. It was it was enjoyable. Uh, it, it was I enjoyed it more than I expected to, based on on the trailers. The trailers mm-hmm. had me somewhat excited, but going and seeing the movie went with, with a group of my buddies, and we all we all enjoyed it. Uh, I'm gonna go in and watch it again. So I think it's I think this is an important film, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's enjoyable, and it fills in some uh, some interesting plot devices within the MCU as a whole because it's set in the '90s. So you'll see some appearances from some uh, familiar faces from other MCU movies that you may not have uh, known who were who were in this. And well, so yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel. I was going to be waiting. I was like, oh, I'm gonna waiting to see what everybody else thinks. Yeah. And again, some some people have mixed mixed feelings um, uh, about it. I dug it. it it's it, again, it's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's it's solid. It's a solid Marvel film. Trailers. You shared a trailer with me. Brightburn. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? That film, I'm going, I showed it to my wife and she's like, yes, I'm there. All right. <laughs> yes. Mission accomplished. I was like, if you think about it, I was like an alien that comes from outer space and lands on earth. They probably won't. They might be hostile. You never know. Well, when you watch the trailer. Right. It's cut just like Man of Steel. Dude, they did a side by side like comparison. <laughs> See the swing set. It's like everything. The everything. Red. The like, font. That's terrible. Like it's all, it's like a, somebody says like he's trolling Zack Snyder. See, and I don't. I honestly don't think so. I think I think it's it's I think it's I think it's genius mm-hmm. because you're, you're taking that mythos. I think Zack Snyder will love this because that he could create something that someone would want to say. Okay, yeah, you've you've created a potential maybe a, a potential. Um, strong Superman mythos and, and style yeah. that we would want to mimic it when we go to say, okay, what if we had a, a dark take on the right. Superman mythos ourselves, but we want to use the kind of most recent incarnation. And in, in, I, I, man, I saw the first trailer and the second one dives in a little bit deeper. I love it. I am in. Yeah. I am I'm sold. In. I'm sold. Can't wait to check it out. They were doing like the comparisons of like the old truck. Like he has an old truck. Then it was named as an old truck swing set, the shot from the sky. Comic, the comic going across. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I like it though. But it, I mean, it really would be terrifying. Yeah, if you had somebody who had those kinds of abilities and just were not right in the head. <laughs> Whew, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Even towards the end, like them, it's like just like flying through the house. Ooh, man, can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm there. I'm watching that and. Us, the movie Us, when it drops. Oh, by the way, that got um, great responses at South by Southwest. Yes, that's is that next week or was uh, it next month? It was like, it was two couple days ago? No, I mean as far as when the movie releases. Oh, then when the movie releases, it's uh, pretty soon because they showed yeah. the trailer at, at during Captain Marvel. They showed another March twenty second is in my brain. That could be wrong. It is going to drop on March twenty second. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, th- that film I'm gonna showing up. Take my money. Yes. 
So that's it for news, movie watching, trailers, and let's get back to the show. All right, we're here, filmmaking commentary. We're talking about Marvel's Thor Ragnarok 2017. Let's jump into the synopsis. Imprisoned on the other side of the universe, the mighty Thor finds himself in a deadly gladiatorial contest that puts him against the Hulk, his former ally and fellow Avenger. Thor's quest for survival leads him in a race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying his home world and the Asgardian civilization. Thor Ragnarok. How did how were you presented with this film? How did you watch it this time around? Let us know. All right, so I watched Thor Ragnarok in the theaters uh, with my crew. I've got a group of buddies I go to these these films with. Yeah, uh, watched it and just loved it. Such a, a fun, fun movie. Uh, when it came out on Netflix, watched it again, and it's one of those films we've had this conversation. We can you can just kind of go back to whether you want to watch a, a clip or two. Yeah. It's just it yeah. just it just roll. It's a fun movie. This is. It's one of those films when you, when you walk away from seeing it in theater, you say, this is why we go to the movies. Yes. Like, to me, it, it, it encompasses all those things. And uh, it took Thor, who, again, I'm, I'm the first Thor movie I'm not a huge fan of. A lot of people don't like the second one. Mm-hmm. I, I really did like the second one. I liked Thor Dark World. I liked what they did there. I thought it explored Asgard in a very fascinating way. But Thor Ragnarok, love takes it. it. Yeah, yeah, takes it right Absolutely it. love it. What, what Taika was able to do with this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even, the, you know, everybody was just kind of ready for Thor to be refreshed. This did it. And how they carried some of that over into Avengers Infinity War. And speaking of uh, Infinity War, which mm-hmm. is a, when that film was on the rise, people wanted to be cautious of spoilers. So which one let you know, here at Filmmaker Commentary, there will be spoilers. spoilers. You've been forewarned. Yes. Reginald, how were you introduced to Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, when this one dropped, I saw the trailer and I'm easily sold or led astray by trailers. <laughs> and when this one dropped, the trailer dropped, I was like, I'm there. Anything with the Hulk in it. It was kind of weird because like the colors were changed and it was like bright. I was like, oh, I don't know, but I'm gonna watch it because the Hulk's in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went with my son and we were blown away and he was still riding off the uh, high of um, the Spider-Man film earlier. Uh, Homecoming. Yeah. So he was still like, ah, Homecoming's the best. But I was like, let's go watch this film. So we went and watched it, and we, we really enjoyed it. And then once it dropped on Netflix, I just found myself going back to this film, just rewatching certain segments of it. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, really. It, it just seemed like the, the actors were just enjoying themselves, having a good time. Yeah, it, re- it really does. The chemistry is there all, all, uh, all around. Tessa Thompson, her in the mix, she just, she does a fantastic job as, job as Valkyrie. Yeah. And and her her chemistry with with Chris Hemsworth, you know, obviously Chris Hemsworth uh, and Tom Hiddleston, the Thor and Loki, you know, sibling rivalry. Yeah. But Thor and Hulk, um, you know, Chris Hemsworth, along with Mark Ruffalo, like their chemistry with each other. I mean, these are these are. It's like your friends that you come back to see. Yeah. These are amazing actors at the end of the day who who can deliver lines, who can, you know, at times do their own stunts, who can ad lib. Which Taika talks about in the commentary as well, and it was it's cool to see them uh, find their character. You know, sometimes in one film you don't get another crack at it because sometimes there's an actor that'll be like, "Man, I wish I can go back and you know find that character's voice." But it seems like this time around, it's like, "Man, he's really knows the voice of Thor now." Well, I mean, they they, 
they changed the voice of Thor yeah. to a degree. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of, you know, what the MCU has been able to do as far as having this this long story that's being told. Mm-hmm. As, so you've got the context of the, of the cinematic universe, but you also then have the backdrop and the lineage of the comic books to, to pick and choose from True. what you want to take. True. Because Thor Ragnarok as a story is a combination of like several stories. Yeah. It? Some stories from the, from the eighties with introducing Surtur and the actual concept of Ragnarok. Uh, then it's also taking uh, some strong elements from planet Hulk, mm-hmm. which is one of the most popular, incredible Hulk storylines. And it was perfect to put Hulk on Sakaar and get that gladiatorial Hulk and a Hulk that now speaks which gave Mark Ruffalo just another level to take the Hulk. Doing it, yeah. Oh man, I, this is my favorite incarnation of Hulk. I <laughs> love him being able to talk and be just like a a, a kid, but yeah. still surprise you a little bit with some of the words he uses in his in his vocabulary. But it right. was just it was so fun, man. Hulk like fire, mm, door like mm, like like mm, small fire, smoldering fire. Hulk like real fire, raging fire. Mm. <laughs> Just going back and forth with them, you know. <laughs> oh man! Uh, like when when they're when they really get into the argument and and they're throwing stuff at each other and, and Thor's yeah. like, "Are you crazy?" Hulk's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and then when Thor when Thor tells him that no one on earth likes you, and then and, and you see Hulk stop like the the motion yeah. capture. He stops and he kind of lowers the, the mm. and he and he turns and he's like and he kind of just does this little jerk with it. Mm. You know, he just like just like pouting like a little kid. And then when they sit down next to each other, Thor feels bad. And he's like, I, I, you know, I didn't mean that. And, and, and Hulk's like, nope, nope. <laughs> like, unconsolable. I remember that. I remember in the theater, like, people were dying on that part. Oh, they were dying. It was lovely. It, 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 was a, it was a beautiful, like, their relationship, you know, which yeah. you know was complicated from the very first Avengers, from the first time they were beating up the Shatari aliens, <laughs> and the Hulk just, bah, delivers the, the, yeah. the cheap shot. But, oh, yeah. What a fun film. Usually I purchase these films. But dear God, it's still expensive. I, mm. I usually hit up a movie trading company. Like you know, I'm, I'm a collector of Blu-rays, so I'm usually buying the Blu-ray or whatever. He's like 19.99. I'm like, what? He said, Yeah, Marvel. They don't they don't come down on their prices, even the used ones. And I'm like, they're gods at making money. They know, and I, I have to admit, with this one, you yeah. know, look, look, I borrowed it from my buddy who yeah. who gets most of these. But this one, from a, a special feature standpoint, this is. Packed with a nice yeah. little amount of of, of features. Right. I, I went through and honestly, I went through and watched them all because mm-hmm. uh, they weren't super super long. And no. uh, they just touch on enough of, of of each, you know, different characters and, and different mm-hmm. things they were trying to do. But yeah, this is a this is a, a solid Blu-ray release. Favorite scene? Do you have any favorite scenes? I have several. Okay, favorite scenes. We went back and forth. Do I have a favorite scene? I'll let I'll let you go. I'm, I'm thinking. I didn't. You know, I didn't write down a favorite scene. That's very honest of you. I yes. appreciate that. All yeah. right. So I've got several. So, um, well, one of the first ones I put down was Thor's hammer being destroyed by Hela when they first meet her. I mean, they show it in the tra- in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, in the trailers, when they show her destroy it, it's in a it's and she's in a different place. I feel like in a back alley somewhere. Because huh. they had to, they had to reshoot some scenes. Because even with Odin, originally Odin was supposed to be like kind of lost, wandering the streets. But they actually went back oh. and did reshoots. So when we see him on those fertile plains, and that's where Hela then manifests, it's totally different from where they're at in the trailers. In the trailers, they're on, they're in like New York, and there's it's in the backdrop of a brick wall when she destroys Mjolnir. Uh, but that's just so powerful to see, you know, Thor's hammer shattered and his relationship there. And it, it's really foreboding 
for like the rest of the film. So I think that's super powerful. Uh, I also just put, uh, you know, Thor just meeting the Grandmaster, you know, him going, you know, in that chair strapped down and taking him through this, you know, automated, you know, you know, welcome to Sakaar, you know, uh, you're about to meet the Grandmaster. He is the first lost and the first found. Um, and, and at the same time, you hear, you know, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know, uh, uh, world of your imagination. You know, that's playing. It's like, what it's is like going on? I've seen this scene before. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. That's one of my favorite scenes. Well. Yeah. Even though I didn't write it down, that's one of my favorite scenes. And just watching the, the, the panic build on Thor's <laughs> face as he gets closer. He's like, yeah. And also, he's just, boom. He's just there in the spot. Uh, they do some nice camera, uh, some cuts, some nice cuts uh, in this film. And just, just Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He's he's full on gold. That whole sequence, uh, that's what I go to. (laughs) That leading up to his fight to Hulk. That whole Mm. sequence, that's a a film right there. It's lovely, man. Mm -hmm. And just letting the the actors deliver the lines and Mm -hmm. and you know Thor trying to muster up some of that some some of his power and just like and Goldblum's like those sparkles, (laughs) Uh, sparkle fingers. You know, it's just he's just. Ah, um, there's that, and there's okay. And speaking of of Goldblum, there's in the same in the same sequence. Once Valkyrie goes and she's going to get her money from uh, from the Grandmaster, and after he, he gives it to her, she does this real simple thing where she kind of she touches his cheek, and he's he's in mid he's in mid line, and he he stops and reacts to it with just such like you know like yeah. <laughs> I that that's what my that that might be my favorite scene in the movie. Just that that reaction from him is uh, so endearing. Yeah, yeah, Goldblum's reaction when she touches his cheek and he stops and he gives this little this He's smirk. A child. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I love that man. I, I absolutely love that reaction. Uh, obviously, leading up to again, like you said, the Hulk and Thor fight yeah. in the Coliseum because people always want to know like, who's who's the best, and they're just going at it. You know the. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the friend from work line and all that, which we'll get into how that came about. I'll jump in. Um, the scene uh, with the Valkyrie doing the flashback. I, I don't gonna, know why. I was say that next. See, I didn't understand why I liked it so much. And then after, you know, the director, Taiki, Taika. 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 Got it. Um, after he explained how they did that shot, I was like, okay, that's why I like this, the shot so much. Like all the lights going yeah. off within a super short period of time. And yeah, so it was her. She's, everybody's like sh- falling back in super slow motion, so they shot that at high speed. Mm-hmm. And you see the whole story um, of what, like her tragic you know, end to their um, troop, their army. The Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. The Valkyrie, and just like, it's so beautifully shot. You know, I was like, man, how did they do that? And um, it's one of my favorite scenes. It's it's like a pain, it it's looks like a painting a moving, come to yeah. life. Yeah, and the way they pull it off, it's it is it's breathtaking. It's I agree, absolutely breathtaking. And I, that was literally going to be my my next one. Okay, and then the last one I put is the uh, oh, there's going to be one after this. I just thought of, but the the get help when they're in the elevator and they said, oh, let's do get help. Yeah, that one <laughs> would want to get help. That played well in a theater. People mm-hmm. died. I don't want to play good help. And to see them, there's something about seeing those two actually work together. The yeah. fact that they, the fact that it also gives instant insight to history that they have worked together before. That they right. weren't always at each other's throats. They have a, they have a complicated, yeah, sibling history, which I'm, I'm sure most siblings can can relate For without sure. death threats, of course. But yeah. that it's just it's complicated. But they've worked together. They've gotten up to shenanigans, and the fact they can reconnect at that level and make it work. And when uh, Thor gets together with. Um uh, David Banner and Valkyrie, 
and they're talking like, yeah he always tried to try to kill me when i was little and like he's telling them all the stories and they're kind of the snake they're giving them the disapproving looks over their show mm-hmm. <laughs> and when thor tells that story he's saying it real quick like a key on a child in a very childlike kind of way right. and then this and then this and then this and then you know i'm like he's ramping up and kind of it's just taking him back right like, i love the the delivery of that uh my, he smirks when he does his brother smirks he's like ah like those were good times yeah <laughs> When I tried to kill you, man. One of my other favorite scenes is with, with with Bruce Banner when he's on the ship with Valkyrie and they're 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 in Asgard and he's like mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay. He's like, I'm gonna show you who I really am. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? And you you have the <laughs> the extended shot of, of Heimdall and the people, and you have the wolf in the in the background, yeah. you know, charging. <laughs> Charging towards the Asgardians, and then you see Banner come into frame, falling, just and then just looks dead. It's the ground. (laughs) Close up, just his face distorted, not moving, and the wolf even comes up to him and like sniffs him. I think he did die. I think he did (laughs) die, but the Hulk does not die easy, and literally, like he still hulked out and just came back to life because that wolf checked him out, like. I ain't nothing going on here. <laughs> just kept moving all of a sudden. He looked dead. Got him by the tail. Oh, that bounced though. Oh man. When I first saw <laughs> the I was like, that girl. <laughs> Bruce. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh. Fun movie. Yeah. yeah. See? Fun, fun See? movie. Just makes you smile, just even just talking about it. Uh any more favorite scenes? I think that's enough. Oh, uh, I think so. I, I like the whole movie. The movie was good. Way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trivia I only put down one thing for trivia and uh, of course our friend Zoe Bell did the stunts for Kate Blanchard so how about that how about that uh, I had a couple of uh, a trivia uh, through this commentary Taika is I mean he's 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 got such a, a sense of humor and a yeah. quick wit man he's yeah. so fast um, but he mentioned a couple of things where he mentioned that the motion capture he did the motion capture for Surtur and also for uh, Korg, uh, yep. who he plays. He also does a voiceover for Korg as well. But Clancy Brown, one of my favorite voice actors, and and he's actor as well. Mm-hmm. Clancy Brown uh, was the voice of Surtur. Clancy Brown, uh, you know, he was in the uh, season one of the of the Punisher on Netflix. Uh, also, the uh, his fantastic voice of Lex Luthor on the old Justice League series. Mm. Just, I mean, amazing, a amazing legend. talent. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, amazing talent, Clancy Brown, and just also from a of a Highlander fame as well. The first Highlander, he was the main bad guy, which I I, I went back and watched that. And I was like, wow, look at young Clancy Brown. He was Diesel back then. Um, the shake weight that's used. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's always a good cutaway when they cut away to that scene. Like really, <laughs> <laughs> the shake weight that uh, Carl Urban's character mm-hmm. uses is actually uh, Taika's. Uh, I forgot how he said he... Oh, he got it from the set of Green Lantern. <laughs> he said, little DC Marvel crossover there for you. Um, and then also, when you see the play, when, when Thor returns to Asgard and he right. sees the play, you have Matt that Damon, of course, playing as Loki, which I, I recognized in the theater. I called, I was like, that's Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, they're just having a blast. Too oh, much man. fun. But it's Luke Hemsworth, one of Thor's brothers, one of the Hemsworth brothers, playing him. Yeah, resembled him a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that initially. And then uh, one interesting fact that he noted was that uh, 
coming back to Jeff Goldblum as the, as the, as the Grandmaster. So in the comic books, the Grandmaster is, is blue-skinned. And mm-hmm. Marvel's been very good about making characters kind of the colors that they are in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, they chose not to make him blue because they didn't want to potentially confuse fans to think that he was reprising his role from the old 80s movies with uh, with him and Gina Davis and um, one of the Wayne brothers uh, 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 and Jim Carrey, matter of fact. Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, and um, Damon Wayans in uh, mm-hmm. Earth Girls Are, Are Easy. I didn't watch that one. I, I watched that, I think, in college. Um, Wasn't it good? It was, it was an 80s movie. It was, it was okay. <laughs> well, there's some 80s movies I actually like. Yes. The Last Dragon being one of them. Uh, Check it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good 80s movies. This one is, is it's so-so. It's a so-so okay. movie. I'll just put there it we there. go. Yeah, it's a so-so. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to diminish the 80s. I love the 80s. Yeah. yeah. For the record, dude, I love the 80s. <laughs> um, it, was, it was so-so, but he was, he was, he was blue. Um, oh, okay. At least in part of that, part of that. So they took that into account. So uh, that was fascinating. So that's why they put some blue highlights, like on his face here and there, and his fingernails and toenails were blue. So they kind of just hinted towards it. It worked, uh, but I, I would have never known. You know, like me, you know, not knowing too much the background of the comics, but just seeing it was like it worked. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Did it make anybody angry though? Because I know sometimes people that are married to the source material yeah man they can they can be a little upset do I'm they su- care i'm sure there i'm sure there were some but yeah. he was so charming he was so good and i think here's how you offset that the amount of love that is showed in this movie in homage to jack kirby mm-hmm. uh, yeah for those of you who are not familiar with jack kirby mm-hmm. you know that's stan stan lee was the writer of a lot of marvel comics jack kirby was the artist right on any book you, you got to have both sometimes the same person sometimes one or the other but Jack Kirby, Jack the King Kirby, influenced the the Marvel style and was known for drawing characters in such powerful ways, but also bold and bright colors. There are literally scenes in this film where the backdrop, uh, there's a backdrop in Sakaar that's literally out of a, literally out of a, a Jack Kirby panel that mm. they just took and replicated. But all the colors, the designs of the guards around him, yeah, all Kirby, baby. Well done. So you can offset that and say, okay, you give this much love to Kirby, we can, we can, we can we'll yield. let this slide. We'll yeah, let this we slide. We can yield on Go Bloom, yeah, not man, being so blue. Don't want to make this community upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> about the keyboard I'm about to type today <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> all right. Um, is that uh, it for trivia? That's all I got, brother. Okay. Quotes. I got a couple of those. Shoot. Valkyrie goes to Thor after you know she makes her deal with Joe, Jeff Goldblum's character, uh, the Grandmaster, and then uh, Thor's like, "You'll pay for this." No, I'm getting paid for this, and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, one. It, it's super simple. It's right after she, uh, after Hela destroys Thor's hammer, and he says, "That's not possible," and she says, "You have no idea what is possible." Mm-hmm. Like it's such a, a simple but strong line mm-hmm. indicating just how powerful she is, and she's not even back on Asgard yet. Yeah, but also foreshadowing to him not even knowing his full potential and that he did need Mjolnir to to reach it. And you you talked about this earlier, but hey, Sparkles, <laughs> if you want to get to Asberg or As Place, and he's like Asgard, <laughs> and he's like corrects him, disrespecting my home like You're that. Right. <laughs> Um, when Thor awakens from his uh, being knocked out by the Hulk and, and, and the Hulk is, is, is coming out of the... He's like, oh, it's a Hulk in a hot tub. 
That line just it slays me, man. That line just it's a, it's a Hulk in a hot tub. Um, when uh, Loki, when they go back to Earth and they they see Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange open up the portal to let uh, Loki in, and he hits the ground. He's I was falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> he nails it. I was yes. like, that's like cut. You did it. Yes. And then of course when uh, in the arena with the Hulk as they get ready to battle, I know him. He's a friend from work. Yeah. Oh man, when they put that in the trailer, I was like, yes. And he's yes. so excited, like a child, when he looks back at the camera. Absolutely, in this in this this strange place to come across again, what you would figure would be one of your most powerful allies just right. to come busting in. Interesting enough, actually, a little trivia about that line. Um, uh, Taika shared in the commentary that uh, Hemsworth got that from a, a kind of a, a organization that's similar to Make a Wish. Uh, but it was a kid that he was hanging out with, yeah. and and who actually told him that hey, you should you should say in that during that scene you should say he's a friend from work, and Hemsworth used it and it was it was gold. So kudos to that kid. Yes, indeed. And one of the last quotes I have is, um, "What's the ship that there is? It the Commander or Commander or what's the the little U shaped uh, ship that they're flying around on?" Oh, you got me on that one. Um, it's the orange looking one. Uh, but anyhow. Thor is flying it, but he hands it over to David Banner so he can go help Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. What did I say, David Banner? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is fine if you go into the old uh, 70s TV show. He was called David Banner. They switched yeah, it up. Interesting. Bruce Banner <laughs> in this film. Uh, so he lets you know Bruce Banner uh, take over the flight over the uh, spaceship so he can go help Vakery. And then he, uh, Bruce Banner says, I don't know how to fly this. And then Thor's like, well, you're a scientist. Use one of your PhDs. <laughs> and then he goes. Did yeah. he say like, he doesn't have a degree for that or something like that? No, yeah, no, I don't have a degree for that. Oh, man. <laughs> and there, I mean, there's, there are far more quotes like within this film. True. There's just so, there's so much. The, the, the dialogue and the amount of ad-libbing that yeah. Taika just let these actors do. They, I'm all for it. They enjoyed it. Yeah. They they knew their characters and they were just able to go with it. The whole the whole thing with Doctor Strange when they when when him and Doctor Strange are in the Sanctum Santorum, I I, I dig that scene, man. Yeah, it's that a good scene. that whole scene, well just that whole interaction in in just the the cuts and and Tiger talks a lot about the practicality behind that themes. Um, off top, I would like to say um, fam, dealing with family and trying mm-hmm. to bring family back together and get your lineage the story right. Mm. Um, that's one that pops in my head off top. Yeah, this, you know, being part of uh, Marvel's Phase 3, Marvel's Phase 3, there is a there is a, a running, reoccurring theme of what I call uh, sins of the father. Yeah. Uh, we we see it in Ragnarok. We would, would see it later on in, in Black Panther. True. Uh, I think even Civil War, even though Captain America is not a father, he's a, he's a, 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 a patriarch, patriarchal, patriarch, patriarchal figure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there are secrets with you know with with the Winter Soldier and, and, and mm-hmm. all of that, but like it's like these these dark secrets that that get un, uncovered in in this particular phase yeah. of the of the, of the MCU, uh, obviously with Thor and and and, and Odin and Hela. Um, also, I think again with with this is a, it, kind of the essence of Ragnarok is is starting over once things have come to an end. Yeah. Uh, because within the lore of Ragnarok, what yeah. what what has happened? Because Ragnarok has come, Ragnarok has come. Multiple times in the comic books, where Asgard ultimately does get destroyed, and then it, it gets it gets reborn, mm-hmm. uh, reborn again, and and Thor goes through kind of 
you know, being being reborn, being remade and, and being torn down and but also figuring out how to move forward and become a king to his people. No longer mm-hmm. the prince or the god of or just the god of thunder. Now he is the king of, of Asgard and figuring out where that needs to be. Spoil alert for Infinity War. Fast forward 20, 30 seconds. Is it like a few minutes later when this, you know, everybody, all the Asgardians, they get on the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Is this like a few minutes later when what's his name shows up? I think so. Because you have, mm-hmm. yeah, because you, cause I think specifically because you listen to what Korg says mm-hmm. about having carried around Meek all day right. after the battle. Right. So, yeah, it's like immediate because then I guess the credits do start, and then and then we see them there, and then Thanos' ship appear. I assume that's well. You know what? Maybe not because there there is something to be said for when the when the attack is happening that Valkyrie is not there. The Russo brothers have said Valkyrie wasn't there. That that she had either escaped with some people or maybe they were on a mission. So I don't know how much time specifically oh. had passed. Uh, could okay. be weeks. Okay. Could be months. Could but be enough days. for her not to be there. Yeah, and again, she might have escaped. I forget what the Russo brothers said, but she either got away or wasn't there when when the, the attack happened. Whoa! And I say there's a theme of powerful women um, within sure. this within this film because Valkyrie is significant. You know, even when she's sparring with Hulk. Um, yeah, you're just gonna trip the Hulk over real quick. Yeah, like it's no <laughs> big deal. Hey, big guy! Boom, boom, boom! I'm like, that's doesn't normally happen. You know, she's right. very powerful, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Hela. Hela is. Yeah, unstoppable unless unless the you literally God of destroy. Death. Yeah, unless you literally destroy Asgard, and she's only and she only is growing more and more powerful. Thor hits her with his best shot, realizes his maximum potential. Yeah, um, physically, and realizes that no, he has to mentally shift uh, in order to to win and out outwit her by sacrificing, you know, using the eternal flame. Yes. Uh, what'd you think about? Did you have anything on, on the look of the film? Style, oh man! Um, thanks for bringing that stuff up, man. No, no worries, man. Um, the look of the film, it felt a little bit more practical, even though they they're still using a lot of visual effects. I mean, there's no way around it. <laughs> yeah, they're still using a lot of effects. But his approach did film did feel a little bit more indie in his approach to certain sequences, and uh, it was colorful overall. Colorful, the yes. use of uh, the costume design and choices in color. That's what really stood out. In this film, for me, and there's there's a there's a retro '80s feel to it with the right. when you get just a car, the sound of the synthesizers, and even in the trailers when when the, the way the Ragnarok logo yeah. has a, has yeah. a eight, has an 8-bit video game feel to it, an yeah. NES video game feel to True. it when you when you when you see it. True, uh, but. Yeah, the look of this film. That's probably why I like that little sequence so much. You know, when he goes to that Sakaar and just hangs out there for a while. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is where I belong, people. Yeah, and it's just yeah. Um, and, and, and Taika talks about maybe maybe it happens there. I think it may happen a little bit later on. But he talks about a scene. He it's like his favorite scene in the film, and it's just of it's. It might be when Thor is maybe asking Tessa. Uh, asking Valkyrie to help. Oh, that's on their way when they're in the hallway. The hallway's green, and they're going mm-hmm. to her place, and she shows that she's got Loki tied up. That's and right. they're just looking at the camera. Yes. And it's just, yeah, and it's just it's straightforward, but they're just delivering and none of those lines. So even even when there's dialogue, it's 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 fascinating. It's interesting. It's, 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 in, it's engaging. Uh, Tessa Thompson's accent that she uses in the film, you know, she's an American actress, but uh, she's using this I assume it's an Asgardian, English, yeah, Asgardian kind of English, you know, a little twinge of a, of, mm-hmm. a, of, a, of an 
English accent that she throws in and she just she just, just owns it. Um, again, Taika mentioned specifically, you know, that during the the, the scenes because the, the the Doctor Strange scenes were, were the first things that they shot, like almost like seven or eight months before mm-hmm. the main principal photography on Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shot those things, and it's just a lot. It's a lot of just practical stuff going on. A lot of the effects when when they're teleporting is just mm-hmm. the the cuts and the and cuts of the camera that's mm-hmm. reacting, which and it works. Um, one one particular look. And thing that he mentioned, and when I mentioned the Hulk in the hot tub line, yeah. literally when the Hulk is in the hot tub, the lighting that's on him, uh, ah. as I can mention, that he looks like General Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. Uh, the way he, the shadow yeah. that hit him, yeah. he was right. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, we know about that." Instant throwback. <laughs> yeah, just two episodes prior. That was yeah. that was a nice. Again, I would not have known what he was talking about, you know, yeah. a month ago. Right. Because I didn't have, didn't have the reference, hadn't seen the film. We're adding to our, our you know, our brain archive. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got that reference. Like happened the first one. I understood that reference. I got that reference. <laughs> Lying monkeys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I had for for the the, the look yeah. of the film. You filmmakers out there, we have some tips for you. There were a little bit here to uh, take away from the commentary. The overall feel of the commentary. Uh, was joyous. He introduced himself. Uh, it seems he like he was having a good time. Yeah. Felt like he was at home, wasn't he? At home or something. His kid like shows up. Yeah, and he, talk. I, th- I think he was in a studio. He was in the studio, and his kid was just, just there. Yeah, yeah, his daughter, his two year old <laughs> daughter was was there. Which that was that was that was that was that was pretty cute. That was cute. You know, she's like commentating the part when the when the Hulk and Thor are fighting. She's like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> Hulk smash. Good stuff. The camera was pretty good for a two year old. <laughs> Those girls are ahead, uh, you know. <laughs> of the boys the boys forget about it <laughs> I was like wow she's got pretty good vocabulary it's the girls two. bro yeah we'll catch up later <laughs> so if you're you know filmmaker producer here's a couple you know tips to help you out on your filmmaking journey um, one is you know you can in this film Taika he used in camera tricks you know even though it's a big budget film he didn't rely heavily all the time on using visual effects to be able to tell something the story so um like the shot you were just talking about of uh, Tessa looking directly at the camera it just, really is just them looking at the camera being locked down and just cutting between the two yep. and them just doing their dialogue it doesn't get any more simple than that um that and then also when um Thor was in Doctor Strange's lair and mm-hmm to sell the effect of him transporting to another room in this mansion. His hair is blowing, so you know you can do that with a shot of air. And then him using his body to react or knock a shelf down or knock a book down. Acting. Oh, acting, people. <laughs> <laughs> Let your actors act. Or moving like the, the beer in the glass while he's moving or just dropping out and stuff, so... Well done, and then adding in the adding in the sound, you know, adding in the the, the foley after the fact to give yeah. it boom. There's that 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 extra oomph, and then bam, now you're visually telling the story, but just cutting. So yeah, that that was that was my first one. I also had you know uh, when you mentioned you know Zoe Bell um, handling the stunts for uh, Kate Blanchett as Hella, that uh, you know it pays to have a good good stunt double. You know, throughout having having a good stunt double. You know, making sure your actors are, are prepared as best as you can. Um, but having good stunt doubles and just planning for it, you know, and having his, his second unit director who handled a lot of the stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, with a lot of these a lot of these Marvel films, a lot of these directors, it's the first time they've worked with, you know, budgets this big. Marvel Marvel is is, is, is famed for 
taking directors who have done more indie related things, whether it's you know John Favreau with the first Iron Man, well uh, done by yeah, the way, absolutely. Uh, whether it's the Russo brothers coming on to, for Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, whether whether it's Taika uh, coming on to do Thor: Ragnarok, it's it's just consistent. They or or Coogler with Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, you know they 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 bring them on and and say, look, we'll support you. You just you know tell a good story and, and be a good a good leader. Mm-hmm. And the system is set up, and the system it works. Okay. So yeah, have uh, have some good stunt people and just good people around you. There's a shot where um, Loki, Valkyrie, they're coming to meet the Grandmaster after the Hulk has escaped. And the shot shows them where they're walking towards the camera. And the camera goes up, bird's eye view, comes back around them from the angle of the floor. Mm-hmm. And then the floor has a reflection showing the Grandmaster. I've yeah. never seen a shot like that before. They, Taika says that this guy who put that together called the greatest shot in cinema history. I almost will agree with that. Mm. I've never seen that. Um, but there was a storyboard artist that came up with that shot. So, wow. hey guys, storyboard, and you never know what you'll come up with. That's true, that's true. I also mentioned uh, for filmmakers, don't be afraid to reinvent a character uh, and to allow them to ad-lib. And that's really what they did with Thor's character in this. You know, Hemsworth was, you know, probably getting a little, a little bit bored. Yeah. Uh, and in previous versions of Thor, they tried to, they kind of had a little bit of a Shakespearean uh, aspect to it. Yeah. But then this just stripped it down and said, let's have fun. And let's let's understand that Thor's been, has been on Earth for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Picked up, you know, sarcasm from maybe hanging out with Tony Stark and let that influence how he would talk and communicate. And even his dialogue coach had him dial back his the accent that he was using in previous films as Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was great. And then, of course, Taika just allowing these actors to, to add them. Once they found their voice and their character, just being able to ad-lib and riff and, and let that go and let that be. So don't be afraid to reinvent a character, especially if you have them in an ongoing series. True. And, uh, you know, let the ad-lib flow um, you know, as as time and budget permits. Agreed. Um, the shot that I said that's one of my favorites uh, was a Valkyrie. It's basically like the bullet time of the Matrix. You know, back in the day, they had hundreds of cameras uh, looping around Keanu Reeves. And so um, Taika's friends developed a new way to shoot without having so many of those cameras around, but basically having a, a whole bunch of lights that flash hundreds of lights flashing at different variations over a few seconds and using high speed cameras to catch the slow motion effect yeah. and doing this all at the same time. It's just a oh, brilliant shot. I've never seen that. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. Uh, I can't wait to duplicate it in the future. There we go. There we go. Uh, I also mentioned just, you know, using local talent. Taika mentions, you know, the majority of this film was shot in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a couple of loca- other locations, but mainly in Australia and uh, Taika had local Aborigine talent help out with uh, a lot of the different designs, especially in Sakaar during the the Hulk parades that were happening with all the paper mache heads of the Hulk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was local talent that created that. And that even uh, transitioned and turned into some actual uh, local talent being uh, being hired and finding and finding some solid jobs from it. So, yeah, Smart. use that local Smart. talent. Use animatics to storyboard an action sequence. So if you look in the special features of this film, uh, there's two 8-bit sequences that look like an old video game. And in it's a, a sequence of the bridge, the whole bridge battle. Mm. <laughs> and and you, it's, it's extremely um, 
elementary the way simple. that it looks. Yeah, super. It's simple. <laughs> but, you know, they're using these little eight, almost like a little cheap video game to illustrate how the battle plays out using a little bit of voiceover while they're moving their pieces around. I was like, man, this this works. This is, this is cool. It was very effective. I, mm-hmm. I watched I watched both. Of you those. saw it. Yeah. yeah, I watched both of those. I was like, this is effective. Just having a little a little. Uh, Letter of the character's first name represent that that character and where right. they're going to be. It's like drawing up a, a game plan, mm-hmm. you know, for a play in, in in sports. But yeah, it was simple but but very effective. And you can shoot probably like use a nut instead of you know might not have the budget to do a video game version of that. But you know mm-hmm. maybe have some characters, maybe some some figurines and place them out you know on a board or something like that and and choreograph your your fight sequence in that way maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, the um, tip I had was that um, that sometimes you can do, if you have the budget, you could do lighting in post-production. And Taika mentions that there are quite a few scenes where there's additional lighting being added in, mm-hmm. in post-production to, to make different things work and, and pop accordingly. If you have a film where you have more than one strong character, keep one of your strongest characters, find a way to keep them busy. You that know. was exactly my it last was one. Point. Yeah, okay. That was my last one too. <laughs> Keep them busy because you know we had the Hulk in here who could pretty much beat up everybody, but yeah. um, they had to keep him busy with the wolf. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know Thor and uh, Hella, Helena, Hella, Hella, Hella. <laughs> uh, well, they can get busy kind of fighting, doing their thing. You know, then he comes back later once the big what's the guy, the the hell guy with the flame. Surter, Surter, when he he's resurrected and and he's strong, then um, then you know uh, Hulk comes back. So you know find a way to keep some of your stronger characters busy, so that your heroes of the story can be heroic. Speaking of that that scene, mm-hmm. I just I loved how when the Hulk came back on the scene, why you have Thor and Valkyrie in the foreground talking, and it kind of like you know all right you know he's gonna do his thing, and then you see Hulk in the background, yeah. You see him looking up and then just coming forward and then boom, just jumping. And you're like, oh, no. And he's there just mm, mm, laying in he shots on Surtur. He got oh, a good yeah. lick in. And Thor's like, for once in your life, Hulk, don't smash. And then Valkyrie's like, come on. You know, they're trying to you know, get him ready. He's like, but big, big bad guy, you know. like Monster. Uh, yeah, he's ready, ready to go. I oh, just, man, just love it, man. Loved it. Also... Lay eggs early so they can hatch later. Um, talking about at the very beginning of the film, we see how um, Thor gets that skull and how the eternal flame works. And then later on, it pays off once you know you use the eternal flame to bring the skull. And how uh, Helena, Hela, was able to resurrect her army using the eternal flame. Right, and you can see that. I and mean, Taika specifically points out that when when uh, Thor defeats Surtur for the first time his essence and everything sucks into the skull. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just dissipate and disappear. It, it yeah. goes into the skull. So yeah, that eternal flame just sparks it and brings it all back. That's all I have for today. Hey, you know, I think that, you know, this, this film has an energy to it. Yeah. And it, it even, I think translates, even I think with the, what we did today, like it's like, you just, you, you feel like <laughs> it's excited. You feel like this it's frenetic. Fun. You're like, yeah, you know, you feel good. Yeah. This is a, Fantastic film. Um, if you haven't seen anything else by Taika Waititi, he has a, a, a film called "What We Do in the Shadows" or "What We Do in the Dark." I, I, I'm terrible at. Let me let me get this right. Is he doing any more Marvel stuff? 
That is that's in question because there are a lot of people who are wondering if he was going to uh, uh, do James do do Guardians of the Galaxy three, oh. but he was like, no, that's like <laughs> he said that he says that's like going to uh, the house of your of your of your your friend who has mm-hmm. you know a wife and kids and, and coming home and saying like, oh, I'm your new dad. You know, it's, it's, it's too weird. It's too weird. I think that was his quote. He was like, nah. Wow. Yeah. But he has a, a movie he did called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, that is, it was it was on Amazon Prime, but it's it's a, it's a vampire movie, but like with a comedy, it's a mockumentary style, mm-hmm. um, with three vampires living together, and it's it's good, I'm pretty, just... it's pretty nuts, it's crazy, quirky humor, mm-hmm. uh, what you would expect from Taika, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, if you're looking for something else by him, that's that's one of his. Booyah. Uh, All right, I would definitely recommend this film. It feels like, you know, they were. It's always about money for sure. But it didn't feel like a money grab. Ain't nothing wrong with uh, making it fun and getting paid <laughs> while you do it. There you go. Yeah, this was much, much, much needed. Great direction for Thor. It makes me. So here's an interesting thing. So, you know, Hemsworth his his contract is is coming up with Marvel as as is at Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. So there's a lot of speculation that they're not going to continue after Avengers Endgame. Right. But when you watch some of the behind the scenes on this. You know this reinvigoration of the character. Hemsworth says that you know I'd I'd play this you know be this character for as long as they want me to as long as you know continue to keep it make it fun and make it fresh. So I don't know. It's been fascinating to see for those who've been in the MCU which ones have been able to have hits outside of you know the character that they play. Hemsworth he's tried a couple of films, but like there's nothing been that's been a super breakout for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fantastic in the movie Rush. He really oh, was. Ron Howard. Oh man, he was so good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's, he's in the upcoming uh, Men in Black uh, International yeah. alongside Tessa Thompson. That chemistry re- rekindled. Oh yeah, uh, he's doing something else. That's supposed to be. Uh, I can't think of what it is, but we'll see. You know, we'll see if this is his last run and and what what is play next. Thor until it's no more. Do it as long as you can. That's hey. what I'd say. Yeah, it's not too many characters where you can just you know make a living doing that same character for that long. You don't get that opportunity that often. Agreed. Um, next time, we're going to be watching Captain America, The Winter Soldier, with commentary by Joe and Anthony Russo. And why are we doing a bunch of Marvel movies this go-around? We're doing it for like a few weeks, right? Right. It's just, uh, you know, we're, we're marching on Marvel this month. Okay. So for the month of March, we decided to, to make... Uh, make it about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, of course, in April, we will get the, well, potentially the culmination of this big, amazingly successful experimentation of the MCU. Mm. Uh, close to 20-some films that have a, a, a ongoing, interconnected story. We've been investing since the first Iron Man back in, what, 2007? Uh, so, yeah, cinematic history wow. has been happening over this decade mm-hmm. and uh avengers endgame is probably going to prove to be the again the the culmination mm-hmm. of, of all this so uh yeah so we're giving um giving some credence to some of these films that uh yeah have some um amazing directors mm-hmm. who again almost all of them had their start indie and uh who just continue to tell great stories and, and pull off some amazing feats uh, along the way i just thought about it James Gunn does good commentary. 
Did he do one for? We'll see if he has I one for know. any of the Guardians. Yeah, we'll we'll films. look into that. But next week we are going to get into again Captain America: The Winter Soldier. And you can catch us where. You can find us online, specifically at facebook.com forward slash filmmaker commentary. We are also on iTunes where you can like and subscribe. You can also uh, find us at filmmaker commentary on Instagram. Uh, if you're looking to follow Reginald Titus Jr., you can follow him on Twitter at Reggie Titus and on Instagram at Reginald Titus Jr. That's J.R. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can find me at both Instagram and Twitter simply at KCGSmith32. And don't forget to go to Instagram at Filmmaker Commentary and uh, hit that like button. Please do. Until next time, peace. Bye.